Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon on February 20th, 2023 in the sidereal sign of Aquarius. Please keep in mind on Astrology Now, we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. Speaking of which, if you are interested in learning the foundations of Vedic astrology, I am teaching my first live class in forever in April of 2023. If you're interested in signing up, go to my website, click on offerings. It should be first in the drop down menu. And we will meet over the span of five weekends. The classes are going to be live, which means you can come with your questions, get involved, meet like-minded people. We're also going to use our own charts as case examples and charts to learn off of. So we get to dive deep into our own charts as well. And of course, the recordings will be uploaded for you to continue to view. I don't know when I'm going to teach my next live class. I absolutely I get so excited for these y'all. Like I love to do readings. I love to do the inner knowing Vedic coaching program that I created. I love to teach asana, like yoga class. I love to teach meditation. I get so stoked to teach astrology. So fun. And in my previous courses that I've taught live, I've made like long lasting connections. I'm sure that some of you who have taken a class with me are listening now, stay connected. So I just really value having time where I really get to hang out with y'all and and share and talk. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Again, if you're interested in really integrating and learning the foundations of Vedic astrology, this is a really great place to start. And I've noticed that we can learn a lot of information, but we may not know how to organize it. We may not know how to implement it, but when we have the foundations on lock and we have a really firm understanding of the basic elements of astrology, we can really continue to build and expand on the astrological journey. So I really do find value in fundamentals courses, rather it's with me or someone else. If you're serious about astrology, I definitely recommend hopping into a foundations class. So looking forward to that, I want to talk to y'all about skydiving. Skydiving was wild. I don't think we even talked about this. I decided I woke up one day, (laughs) Rahu is currently in Aries, which we're going to talk about. This is kind of an example of Rahu and Aries. I woke up one day and I decided that I needed to skydive. And so I texted like seven of my friends. One of my friends agreed to go with me, Dave, (laughs) who's so fun. I've had him on my Instagram before. He's like a crowd pleaser. He's so fun, so entertaining. He agreed to go. And so like a week and a half later, we were jumping out of an airplane and it was, it was a psychedelic experience. It was a truly it altered my state of consciousness. And I know for a fact that there are people who are listening to this who have gone skydiving and who may have gone skydiving many times. And you may even be a skydiving instructor. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. And and my experience was psychedelic and spiritual. I had to sit and contemplate for a while. I'm already going back. I'm signed up to go back. I want to do it again. I may learn how to jump by myself. And I was, I was just kind of thinking about a few of the astrological things that are happening now. 
And so I do want to talk about, I want to use this as a segue to talk about Rahu and Aries. So Aries is the sign that is fun and adventurous and impulsive, very fiery. It needs to feel a lot of passion and excitement. And then we have the 27 nakshatras. So in Aries, we have Ashwini, Barani, and Kritika. And so Ashwini is the first of all of the nakshatras. And so it's the most impulsive, right? The most thrill-seeking. It is very pioneering, very adventurous. It needs to have a lot of fun. That's what Ashwini is all about. And on the downside, Ashwini is also associated with explosiveness, immaturity. That impulsivity can turn into impulsive aggression, not well thought out explosive behavior, right? That impulsive explosive behavior. And again, it can, it has an immaturity to it. It's the baby of the Zodiac. And so Rahu entered Ashwini on February 8th and will stay here until November of 2023. And so we will continue to see really amazing attributes such as life extension, holistic wellness, natural remedies in our own personal lives, the super fun, impulsive, expansive energy that's just going to grow once Jupiter comes into Aries in April and May. Wow. You know, all of us in some area of life, we're going to feel this expansion and this amazing growth and opportunity. So fun. You know, for all the things we've been wanting to do but haven't had the courage to do or something that we've been wanting to create, somewhere we've been wanting to go, breakthroughs are going to be happening all throughout the world, maybe even new athletic breakthroughs, new scientific inventions. Again, health and wellness is huge. Space exploration is huge or discoveries about space. But on the negative end, this can be very, very violent, very explosive, very challenging. Aries is ruled by Mars. Ashwini is ruled by Ketu. So now the karmic node that brings all of this karma to the surface globally, causes events to happen globally that are karmic in nature, is now in the sign that has energy of Ketu and Mars. And again, this can be a very explosive, impulsive, combustible energy. And we've been seeing it since February, right? Things have been heating up since we entered this month. So I want us all to have that on the radar. I want us all to have that on the radar when it comes to global events. But in our own personal lives, have you been thinking about jumping on a plane, girl, or person, human, loved one, my dearest? Maybe it's time that you jump out of the plane because that altered my state of consciousness and I am still thinking about it. And I will continue to share my my sky adventures with you all because I'm not done yet. I'm going to continue doing this. Um... So, okay, so this new moon, I want to talk about the new moon from a spiritual perspective, just talking about the significance of this new moon in Aquarius. We can talk about how this can impact us globally. I think this is really interesting. I think that y'all are going to find this really interesting. And then we will talk about what to focus on on an individual level. And then we will get into the other important astrological ongoings because we do have, even though some of this is intense, we have some really beautiful opportunities 
in this month as well. And I want to talk a little bit about March too. So let's go ahead and start with March because the way that I view things is if we see an event coming in the future, we can anticipate catalyst events beforehand. And so in March, Mars is going to enter Gemini. And in the chart of the United States, there are many planets in the sign of Gemini. This means a lot of tension and difficulty for the United States, perhaps some conflict, something involving firearms or explosives, even perhaps I should say Rahu and Ashwini, this is very much associated with firearms. And I do think that firearm protection or laws is going to be a theme, but anyway, Mars and Gemini, it's going to cause some friction. And so we are seeing events happen now in February that are setting us up for this bigger event coming in March. And I think that we'll continue to see some of these smaller catalyst events happening in February that are going to propel us into this bigger experience in March. Okay. So have that in the back of your mind. So this new moon in Aquarius, this is occurring again on February 20th and Aquarius is a very eclectic, eccentric sign. It doesn't like to abide by social constructs. It likes to push the taboo. It likes to question authority. It's very rebellious. It questions the status quo. It goes to the beat of its own drum. Aquarius is futuristic in its thought. It is always trying to imagine a future that is different than what it's been experiencing. And so, so many Aquarius people... They're thinking about things in a totally unconventional new age way. They're the ones who lean towards like holistic new ways of healing. They're the ones who are constantly having progressive thoughts or imagining a new way to handle things and probably a more humane way to handle things. Aquarius can be very humane in nature as well, but it is this very eccentric sign. And it is ruled by Saturn. So there's this association to the underdog to supporting those who are challenged. But I want to talk about the underdog. I think this is important. So the new moon is in Aquarius. It's in the nakshatra, right? We're talking about nakshatras. There are three nakshatras in Aquarius as well. The nakshatra that this new moon is occurring in is Shadabishak. So Shadabishak is the hundred healers. And if you were to get a telescope and look into the portion of the sky with Shadabishak, it's this beautiful nebulous spot of the sky where there are so many stars that it almost looks cloudy. So it has this association to the hundred healers. So that said, around the new moon globally, there could be a focus on health and wellness. There could be something coming out about medicine, some sort of breakthrough, some sort of idea or invention. Aquarius is also very space-oriented. Um, new age technology, also, of course, health and wellness, as we're talking about. So there could be breakthroughs in these areas. Shadabishak, the deity associated, is Varuna. And so Varuna is, there's this energy associated with Varuna 
as being the present witness or being ever watchful. So Varuna is said to be able to see everything and witness everything. There is this divine perception and awareness. So around this new moon, there could be information coming out that allows us to have more perception and awareness. In our own personal life, we may be seeing things about ourselves. We may be seeing things about the world around us. We may be we may be becoming so much more aware of the truth of our lives, of of how we can be more in alignment with ourselves, our day-to-day activities our friends and family, but again, something could come to the surface as well. And have you all ever had that happen where you're like living your daily life and you hang out with a friend and then all of a sudden you totally see your friend in a new way. And you're like, Oh my God, I wasn't seeing you clearly for like three years. I was totally projecting this other thing on you. And now I can see you clearly, or we can do that with partners. We could do that to ourselves. (laughs) We do that to ourselves all the time. And as we go through the path of mindfulness, we strip away the layers and we see ourselves more clearly. It's like polishing the mirror, right? Like Ram Dass says. So around this new moon, we could gain more perception and awareness in our own personal life, but it could also be in regards to the collective. There could be something coming out about a leader. There could be something coming out about corruption. There could be something that was hidden that is coming to light. Varuna at one point in time, was banished into the depths of the sea. So we have this connection to water. There could be something coming up with water, the ocean, drinking water. Could be something around like a natural disaster of some sort. I want to talk about banishment. Because this is important to understand Aquarius as well. Aquarius supports the underdog, as we were discussing. Varuna himself was banished. There is this association to misfits, to people who get canceled, right? Banished in the old days, people got banished. Nowadays, people get canceled. And people often get canceled for saying things that are either hateful, right? Or are going against the greater community, going against what is popular, So they become a misfit. And then those misfits suddenly gain a massive following who agrees with them, (laughs) right? So it like kind of creates this interesting subculture in a way. I mean, I don't know, subculture may be a little extreme, but you guys know what I'm saying. You all know what I'm saying. So around this period of time, there could be information coming out about someone that causes them to get canceled, or it could cause some sort of humiliation in some way. There could be some sort of smear campaign amongst leaders or maybe someone else against a world leader. There could be people in our own lives who are kind of um, expressing really strong opinions or ideas. But this is a really important thing to contemplate because Aquarius and Shadabishak as I mentioned earlier, they try to push the status quo. And sometimes this can be obnoxious. Sometimes it can be uncalled for. It can be, it, it can be like um, short-sighted. But a lot of the time, it's actually absolutely necessary to keep things in balance. 
So Shadabishak has an amazing purpose in society because this energy of pushing back, rebelling, being different, challenging the masses, it upholds harmony. It keeps things from getting too far in one direction. But when the sun and the moon are in Shadabishak, this can cause an imbalance. This can cause some radicalized behavior. This can cause rebellion. This can cause, again, some of that short-sightedness. So just have your eyes open for perhaps some of the good results and maybe some of the less savory results as well. When we are looking at the globe again, I do see leaders being challenged. And we spoke about this in the February horoscope. This is a very challenging time for leaders. We saw the leader of Scotland step down. We saw the leader of New Zealand step down. We're seeing leaders change. Of course, we saw the royal family, but that's kind of been in transformation. But again, as we kind of move through this month, I think that we will continue to see leaders being challenged. And with this new moon, there may be some sort of truth that comes to light. There could be some sort of perception or awareness that is gained by the collective. There could be something coming out more. I mean, things have already been coming out, but there may be more information coming in our own personal lives it's important to remember that when we really believe in something and when we really want to make a difference how we communicate makes makes or breaks it if we're communicating with someone and we are being disrespectful and we're not willing to listen and we're not willing to talk in a manner that promotes connection everyone's just going to shut down and they're going to stop listening and we're only going to be speaking to people who already agree with us If we actually want to make a difference, we have to extend some level of mutual respect and appreciation for our message to be heard or our message to be received. And we may be feeling a little rebellious. We may be feeling a little revolutionary. And that could be expressed in that, you know, maybe we're just wanting something different. We may have those feelings arise where we're feeling inspired to live our life in a different way, to shake things up, to integrate a new hobby, to change around our work hours if it's flexible, to go somewhere new, to travel somewhere new. There may be something in our life that we're just wanting to shake up or change in some way. And if it's attainable for you, this is an amazing time. And I want to talk about some of the other astrological ongoings because this is an amazing month to create. February into March, it's an amazing period to create and to expand and to express. And so because the new moon is a time of setting an intention, this could be a period where we really take time to reflect on what needs to be revolutionized in our own life. Where are things getting static or stale? What needs to get shaken up? What deserves, you know, to kind of get some pushback? And then also, as I was mentioning earlier, when it comes to that perception This could be an opportunity to journal and just reflect on how you and I, how we are showing up in the world now, because sometimes we can get an idea of who we are, but we don't really stay up to date on the daily subtle changes. And so who are you today? What are your hopes? What are your desires? What do you want for the future? Aquarius is so future oriented. What brings you joy today? What excites you today? What are you looking forward to? 
What do you need more of? You know, what do you need more of in your life? And I think that I'm going through this for sure. (laughs) You know, it's like I, I decided I need more adrenaline. I need more serotonin. I need more dopamine. Like this is for me what I'm needing. And when I sit and I reflect on who I am today, it's completely different than even who I was six months ago. But we can drill in these identities in our mind and we can attach ourselves to them. But this is the opportunity to give ourselves the freedom to step out of who we were and really embrace and be present with the person that we are today so that we can gain that awareness and perspective and show up for ourselves completely and authentically. So that, I believe, is a good new moon ritual. And this is a time of health and wellness. This is a time to focus on healing And so if there's something in your life that you've been needing to mend or heal with a loved one, something that you've been needing to mend or heal or forgive in ourselves, I think that forgiveness towards ourself can heal so much more than we're probably anticipating. But if there's something that we need to release, let go of for ourselves, forgive ourselves for If you are feeling inspired to volunteer or support others, this is also a very beautiful time to show up for other people and offer your service. And Ryan Kurzak and I were talking about this on the previous segment. When we think about healing and serving others, sometimes in our minds, it may go to like a food bank or being a social worker or, you know, helping humanity in some way, which is amazing or helping humanity directly, I should say, but all of us have a different way of supporting and a different way of helping. And so our support may be cooking a meal for our family with a lot of love and compassion. It could be spending a little extra time with our pet, you know, being extra kind to our customers wherever we work, because that really makes a difference too. So in our own individual way, we can really show up to serve so long as we are putting our heart forward, right? So that could show up in a multitude of ways. If you are wanting to volunteer or do something a little bit more hands-on, then of course, that is amazing. The sun and Saturn have been super close together. So today, as I record this, it's February 16th. And so today is when the sun and Saturn are in the same degree. And y'all, it took me so much willpower to even sit down and record. I've felt super low energy. I haven't really felt inspired. And so if you've been feeling that way as well, it is going to ease up. The sun is our inspiration. And so it gets us excited and makes us passionate. (laughs) And so when the sun is getting kind of stifled by Saturn, it can make us feel a little bit gloomy, um, a little bit heavy, but It's a beautiful time for humility and again, focusing on serving, serving other people, serving ourselves, but this is going to get easier. Saturn and sun are going to start moving away from each other and that's going to get um, a lot better. But again, when it comes to global affairs, this is rough. The sun is inspiration and it is our leaders. And so a Saturn sitting right on the sun, yes, it's causing some of these problems. So that was the new moon in Aquarius and Chattabisha. 
On February 18th, 2023, we will have Maha Shivaratri, which is an amazing day to celebrate Shiva. And so if you are wanting to celebrate if you're wanting to celebrate Mahashivaratri, there are a lot of ways to celebrate, but if you're just trying to do something simple at home, you can chant the Shiva mantra, which is Om Namah Shivaya. You can do that maybe 10 times to 108 times. You can certainly fast if you would like. And if you're interested in learning more, just simply Google Maha Shiva Ratri. I'll make sure and include it in the descriptions. There are a multitude of ways. I think that chanting and fasting are two of the most simple. There is a song that I absolutely love by Sam Garrett and it's Om Namah Shivaya. I highly recommend listening to that song or anything by Sam Garrett. He has a lot of really beautiful mantra music. Um, but again, if you're wanting to celebrate, if you're not super sure what to do on the 18th, you can either chant, you can pop on this song, you can take a few hours to fast. If you're wanting to do something more extensive, I do recommend Googling it. This is celebrating the day that Shiva did his dance that sent creation into motion, essentially. It um, sparked the cycle of creation, preservation, and destruction. So it is a very important day, a very beautiful day. That is the 18th. So on February 18th as well, this is when Neptune is going to enter Pisces, keeping in mind that Neptune will be in Pisces until February 6th, 2037. And this is that transit that will really increase our desire to alter our state of consciousness. And I feel like I've said that so many times on this podcast so far, but Neptune in Pisces has the ability to really increase global spirituality and our desire to meditate, to chant, to do pranayama or breath practices, to get closer to what we perceive as the divine. But there's the dichotomy where we are either seeking transcendence through spirituality or we are seeking to escape through drugs. So I do think that there will be issues with drugs, um, more issues with overdoses. If we already struggle with addiction, now is the time to really be mindful and lean into spiritual practices. I think that this will also bring about more research into psychedelics and healing through psychedelics. Definitely a lot more emphasis on water and our water sources. This will also bring new heights with digital reality and experiencing things that are not real, but really seem real or feel real. I've spoken about this on a few podcasts. I will leave it at that for today. So for the rest of the month until March 11th, Jupiter and Venus are going to be conjoined. And this is what I really wanted to spend some time talking about because this is such a sweet conjunction. So Jupiter and Venus in Pisces. 
both of these planets do very well in Pisces and Venus of course is the planet of love and intimacy and romance and creativity and expression. So if you are a creative type, this is your time to shine. It is definitely an opportunity to create, to express, to share. If there's been something creative that you've been wanting to promote or publish, this is such a supportive time. This is also an amazing time for love and romance and either integrating romance and fun back into your relationship, or if you are single and wanting to explore dating, this is also a very supportive time. If you are not interested in dating, this is an amazing time to focus on self-love and self-care. And you know, Venus in Pisces, Venus is exalted in Pisces. Pisces is the sign, it's the most spiritualized sign. So when Venus is in Pisces, it really heightens our ability to love without discrimination, to connect with this concept of divine love, loving something higher than ourselves, connecting to the higher aspects of ourself, and then loving deeply from that place. And when we are in that zone, it completely changes how we perceive others, what our expectations are, what we're hoping for. It helps us see others more clearly. And so regardless of our relationship status, it's something to think about how to attune ourselves to that higher love, how to truly honor and respect and appreciate others in their higher consciousness as a divine being on this path. And just notice what you see. How does it change your perspective to see people that way? And how does it change our perspective to see ourselves that way? It's a really beautiful opportunity. And in a little bit more of a tangible perspective, what do we like to do for fun? What does dating ourself look like? I was talking to one of my teachers, and if you follow me on social media, I'm a relationship person. I'm usually in a relationship. (laughs) That kind of sounds bad. I'm usually in a relationship, but I've decided that I'm going to spend this year, you know, unless there's some unforeseen event, which is completely possible here in spring. But anyway, um, I'm going to try to spend this year single. So I was talking to one of my teachers, Selena Pang, who I love. She's also a dear friend. And she was just telling me to date myself. She's like, date yourself, have fun. She's like, do things for yourself, be hot for yourself, have fun for yourself. And there is something about hearing that that totally changed how I view things. And I think that that can be helpful even if we are in a relationship. I think that sometimes we can get caught up in trying to be attractive for someone else or like trying to be attractive by social standards, being attractive with like what's trendy. But what if we're just attractive in a way that we like? Like what if we were just to truly release all expectations and just wear what we want for ourselves or decorate how we want for ourselves or eat the food that we want for ourselves or whatever it may be? It's like dating ourselves gives us the liberty to just be with who we are and totally accept ourselves regardless of what that looks like or what that feels like. And I think that that's a really fun thing to do rather we're single or we're dating or however, because it gives us that opportunity to kind of reinvent ourselves, re-meet ourselves. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I've been focusing on. I wanted to extend it to you. It is such a fun, it's genuinely a fun time to do this with Jupiter and Venus 
in Pisces. Again, we will have this amazing transit until March 11th, 2023. So take advantage of it. The other thing I'll say is to please remember the rose colored glasses. All of us have a tendency to kind of be seeing the ideal parts of people right now. We may be putting people on a pedestal. We may not be seeing super clearly. So please do be mindful just to have that in the back of your mind. The final thing I'll say for today is that with this new moon, I want to remind everyone that the United States is in this cycle of Sati Sati. Sati Sati is a seven and a half year period. We started in 2020. This two and a half years, starting in January, this is going to be the most intense little portion of Sati Sati. And so it is putting a lot of stress on the United States. It is putting some pressure on the United States, certainly challenging the leadership, certainly challenging the people. But the new moon that we are having is occurring in the same sign that the United States moon is in. So though things are challenging and though there may be this pressure, this is an opportunity for this new chapter, this new start. And so we still have some years to move through together, but keeping in perspective that in order for great change to occur, there do have to be some pretty big events. And since 2020, there have been so many issues coming up where people have said, this is unfair, this is unjust, we need change, we need more equality. And so as we move through this time of transformation together, it is moving us towards a space of having more equality, right? More justice. And so it's going to take a few years. We're definitely on a journey together, but just trying to keep that in perspective as well. So this is what I have for the new moon. I do hope that it was helpful. If you'd like to schedule a reading, you can go to innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then reading. If you'd like to take the foundations course, go to the website, go to offerings. It is the first link available. My Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, where I do weekly horoscopes for all 12 Zodiac signs. And my Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. 